Hello friends, this is your friend Sharon D. Meadows. Thank you so much for joining me on the Journey to Self-Love podcast. Before we get into anything, I just want to say with a huge, big, heartfelt thank you. I am so grateful for everyone that has been joining me, tuning in, listening to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. I just want you to know, I see you. I see you and I know that you hear me. And the reason I know that you hear me is because the evidence is there. You're showing up. You're listening. You're engaged. You're leaving comments. You're, you're, um, you're responding to the poll. And I am just so grateful that an idea that came to me three years ago to start this podcast, that I'm really seeing it right now, the fruit of it, that people are showing up every single day on a consistent basis, listening to the Journey to Self-Love podcast. And I'm grateful. So before I say anything else, I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for joining me. Now, if you've been here before, Welcome back. I'll reintroduce myself. But if you've never been here and this is your first time, and I know there's a lot of people, this is your first time, please allow me to introduce myself. Again, I am Sharon D. Meadows. I am a transformative teacher. I am an inspirational speaker. I've spoken um, in different countries, sharing a message of hope and encouragement, as well as I am the Amazon best-selling author of Journey to a New You. And again, I'm just so overjoyed and elated that y'all are showing up for me. And I don't, I'm, just, I'm just thankful that you're here. So if this is your first time, thank you for coming. If, you, if you've been here before, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope that you will enjoy it this time. Now, if, you, if you've been here before, you know the drill. I do not script this. I do not prepare it. I do not rehearse it. I speak from experience. I speak from my own personal knowledge of the journey to self-love and, and what how it has transformed my life. Not from something that I read, not from something that someone told me, but real application, real life application of what I know is working for me and how it may work for you too to get results on the journey to self-love. Now, let's just jump into it. <laughs> I what let me let me let me back up. This time because I know people are really listening and I can see you listening. I actually was like coming up with topics and I I, I, kind of was preparing a little bit this time. Let me just be transparent. I was, I was getting a little prepared, but then at the last minute, an idea popped in my head and I, something said, no, no, put all the preparation away and go with this, go with this because it's in your heart and you can really speak to it and let it flow. Now, If you follow me on Instagram, thank you so much. It's the Journey to Self-Love podcast. 
If you haven't followed me yet, please follow me on there. I post inspirational messages and quotes, and we have a good time on there. Um, but there, there is something that I saw on social media, and I want to, I want to talk about it. I just saw it today, so I was preparing for a different topic, but I just feel like this is necessary. What we're about to talk about. So there's someone that. I follow on social media and this individual does a lot of um, teaching and coaching and encouraging and inspiring um, women to find their mate. Okay. Now I'm not getting ready to knock or downplay nobody because she in her own lane. I'm in my lane. She in her lane. And she was on TV. <laughs> she she was recently on television. I just saw that today, and that's what prompted me to um, address this. Okay, so what she was saying is that <clears throat> with regard to dating, this is targeted to women. Her her platform is she's speaking to women, pretty much women only. She's speaking to women. And she's telling women, what she's helping women with is to find a mate, to find a husband, a life partner, or, or, you know, something along that line. And so what I saw her um, speaking on today was she was giving women instruction on what type of men to date. And so what she said is, if a man is a two, three, or four, he's a no male. He's a no male. A two, three, or four, he's a no male. And then she said, if a man is an eight, nine, or a ten, he's a no male. He's a no male. Okay. She said, he's not your man. So if he's a two, three, or four, he's a no ma'am, not your man. And if he's an eight, nine, or a ten, he's a no ma'am. He's not your man. And then she said the sweet spot is a man that's a five, six, or a seven. She said they make good husbands, good boyfriends, good fathers, and and, and so on and so forth. <laughs> Y'all, I'm gonna try to keep this short, but we, I I'm sorry, I just have to I had to I have to. So she's saying, let me repeat it. If a man is a two, three, or four, he is a no ma'am. He is not your man. She said, not your man, like not your chips. And if he's an eight, nine, or a ten, he's a no man. He's not your man. Okay. And if he's a five, six, or a seven, that's the sweet spot for women. That's where you want to stay at. Um, because five, six, and sevens make good husbands, good boyfriends, and, and, and great fathers. Where do I start to unpack this? Who thinks, what man thinks that he's a two? What man believes that he's a three? What man thinks that he's a four? What man thinks that he's a, a five? 
What man believes that he's a six? What man thinks that he's a seven? I heard what she said, but let me tell you what I know from experience. Ladies, men have standards and expectations. I have not met one man in my lifetime, and I know some men. I have not met one man that thinks he's a two, a three, a four, a five, a six, or a seven. Most men that I have encountered have expectations that they are tens, whether they are ten or not. Men want good-looking women. That's the first thing. Men, I, I read something a long time ago that men love with their eyes. Women love with their hearts, and men love with their eyes. I know men on different ranges on the scale between 1 to 10. But the majority of them, I'm going to say almost all of them, have certain levels of expectations and standards for what they want. Now, do they always get it? No, because it's, it's a thing called reality. <laughs> but in their mind, they expect certain things. They, they have a, a level of expectation for what they desire, whether they think they're going to get it or not. So I'm not going to get all into what this woman was talking about with these twos and threes and fours and fives and six and sevens and, and all that. But what I want to talk about is having standards and expectations, regardless of what reality is, regardless of what reality is. That's what I want to talk about. Standards and expectations regardless of what reality is. I need to take a quick water break. Don't go anywhere. <clears throat> My throat's a little dry. Let me let me just grab a quick um, drink of water before we just dump, jump right into this. And then we, I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Friends, thank you for staying with me and welcome back. I just had to get a... a Take a quick break and get a drink of water. Um, but let's just jump right back into it. Standards and expectations. So before the break, I was speaking on uh, someone that I follow on social media. And if you missed it, and, and she was saying that if a man, she was speaking to women, she's mostly speaking to women, primarily, only. And she said if a man is a two, three, or four, he's a no ma'am. Or if a man is an 8, 9, or a 10, he's a no ma'am. And the sweet spot for a woman is to get a man that's a 5, a 6, or a 7. And what I was saying was, from my experience, all men, for the most part, think that they're 10s. And if they, even if that's not their reality, and if they don't think that, their standards and expectations for what they desire for themselves is that of a 10. They want a certain woman to look a certain way. I, and I, I, I'm just going to repeat it. I said, um, women love with their hearts, men love with their eyes. So the first thing a man is looking at when he's choosing a woman is what she's looking like. 
right? We're going to keep it real now. We're going to keep this 100 tonight. You might catch it in the morning, but I'm recording it tonight. And we're going to keep it 100 tonight. So, I want to talk about standards and expectations, even if it's not reality. When I heard this woman speaking on the fact that she's encouraging women to pick a man that's a five or six or seven, the first thing I thought was, I don't know a man that thinks he's a five. I don't know a man that thinks he's a six. I don't know a man that thinks he's a seven. Now, a woman might say, well, he's a five, but he might not. He may not be like, I ain't no five. I'm a 10 or I'm an eight or I'm a nine. From my experience, the majority of men place themselves in the category of eight, nine, or ten. I don't, I just, I ain't met no man that think he's a two. I just, I ain't met him. (laughs) I ain't met a man that think he's a three or a four. I ain't met him. Let me put that back. Let me, let me, let me run that back. I have not met a man in this lifetime, I don't know how men classify or categorize themselves, but I have not met a man in this lifetime that thinks he deserves less than a 10. Let me put it like that. So I don't know if he think he a two or he a three or he a four, or if he think he a five or he a six or he a seven, or if he think he a eight or he a nine or 10. I don't know what how men categorize themselves. But what I do know is, Men have certain standards and expectations for what they want for themselves. And it's usually on the upper end of the scale, near the 10 range. So regardless of how he view himself, regardless of the men that I have encountered and engaged, regardless of how they view themselves, they want something on the high end of the scale, close to the 10 range. Okay. Now, let me dissect this. Let's let's get into this and dissect this. We're talking about standards and expectations. Let's be real. It really does not matter how you see yourself. Where you place yourself. Most people, I'm going to say, many people. Many people view themselves at the top of the scale. I don't know this gentleman, he's passed away now, but I don't know if if you all remember watching Kevin Samuels. And whenever Kevin Samuels had a young lady on with him and he would have her on alive with him, he would always say, how do you rate yourself? And the majority of women would say eight, nine or 10. And then he would say, well, if they would say eight, nine or 10 and the majority of the women would say eight, nine or 10. And he would say, well, who do you think is a a, a 10? So he could kind of get them to gauge where they really, you know, place where they really would fall at on the spectrum. And then he, they would he would say, well, Beyonce is this or Kelly Rowland is this or whatever, whoever he would say. And he was he was trying to get women to see you're really not what you think you are. You're really not what you think you are. And then he would try to get them to lower their standard so that they could get somebody. And he would 
try to get them to lower their expectations on what they were expecting. Because he would always point out, well, you're not really what you think you are, so you need to lower your standards and your expectations so that you can get something. Now, the flip side is this young lady that I was speaking about before the break, she's saying just that. (laughs) She's saying that what Kevin said. She's saying what Kevin Samuel said. Lower your expectations and lower your standards. She's saying if he's a 2, 3, or 4, don't bother with him. If he's an 8, 9, or 10, don't bother with him. Stick to the 5, 6, and 7s. But my question to you is who thinks that they are a 5? Nobody. Not no man. A woman might say she a 5, maybe. I doubt that likely too, but most people place themselves how they view themselves, what number they give themselves at the top at the at the top of the scale on the higher end, right? Now you're telling people, we got people telling people, you need to lower yourself and how you view yourself and lower your expectations so you can get something on your level. I'm going to say it like this, ladies. I'm not a man, so I cannot speak on what a man thinks or what a man feels or how a man behaves. I can only share my experience in dealing with men. Men expect the best for themselves. I saw something years ago. It said, if women only spent the same amount of time on choosing men that they that they spend on choosing shoes, they would have a better outcome in their relationships. If women would spend as much time on selecting a man that they do on investing in choosing a pair of shoes, they would have a better outcome in their relationships. What are we talking about here tonight? Standards and expectations. I would never put a number on nobody. Who are you? Who am I? Who are we to put a number on somebody and say that they are two, three, or four, or five, six, or seven, or eight, nine, or ten? What are we judging them by? Appearance? Money, status, how, who are you, what gives you the right to put a number on somebody? What gives anybody the right to put a number on somebody? What gave this woman the right to put a number on somebody? What gave Kevin Samuels the right to put a number on somebody? What gives anybody the right to put a number on somebody? What are you basing a number on? Even if you put a number on yourself, what are you basing that number on? What's your God? What's your measuring stick? What is it for yourself or anybody else? Let's get away from putting numbers on people and putting numbers on ourselves. Let's, we're going to get away from that tonight. I ain't knocking nothing nobody else doing. Like I said, this woman was on TV. So what she's saying is, is relevant to somebody. But let's, I'm saying this. Let's get away from putting Putting a number on somebody. 
and put a number on yourself. And let's stick closer to having standards and expectations based on things that can be measured. How does someone treat you? How does someone make you feel? I went on this woman's page and I saw several women saying, I was with her too and he treated me like shit. Who, 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 told, who, who gave him the number two? Her? Apparently he didn't. If he, was, if he was acting out of control, apparently he don't think he's a two. Let's get away from putting numbers on people, including ourselves, and let's stick to what's important. Standards and expectations. I'm going to challenge you tonight. And this, we talk about relationships right now, but it doesn't have to be relationships. It could be anything. It could be any kind of relationship. It could be a work relationship, a work situation, anything. I challenge you tonight to write down on a piece of paper, because y'all know I like to write. If you've not been here before, we write stuff down and we, we, we have clarity. If you missed the last episode on clarity, please go back and catch it. But I want you to write down one, two, three on a piece of paper. I just wrote it down myself. And put whatever area of your life that's important to you. If it's relationship, romantic relationship, if it's um, career, business, or whatever the case may be. Um, I want you to write down family relationship, whatever. Write down whatever at the top of the paper. Write down whatever area of your life that you want to focus on right now. And then I want you to write down numbers one, two, and three on that piece of paper. And then beside each one, I want you to write down a standard or an expectation that you have. If it's career-wise, I expect X, Y, Z. It could be how much money. It could be a new promotion. It could be whatever the case may be for you. If it's a romantic relationship, I expect this person to treat me like this. I expect this person to make me feel like this. Let's get clarity on, let's, let's get away from putting numbers on people, including ourselves, and let's get clarity on what it is that we really expect in, in different areas of our life and what the standard is, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Let's, let's tackle it from that angle. I want you to write down on the top of that paper what area you're looking to address and then put down one, two, three, and write down the expectation that you have. Three top expectations that you have. And let's focus on having clarity on what we want out of a situation more than anything else. That's how we're going to get it. If you write down something on this paper or what your expectation is, doesn't matter what number you put on somebody or what number they put on themselves. If they meet the expectation, damn it, they met the expectation. <laughs> Can we do it like this? Can we tackle it like that? Knowing what our standards and expectations are and then engaging from that level. Can we do it like that? I think we'll get better results. I'm not knocking nothing that nobody else is doing. I'm just talking about what works for me, and maybe it can work for you too. Matter of fact, I know it can work for you. Let's start here. 
Let's do this exercise and then join me back, meet me back again, and we'll go from there on the journey to self-love because we're going we're gonna to have transformative changes in our lives. I've had it. I'm living it. I've experienced it, and I want the same for you too. I am your friend, Sharon Meadows. Thank you for joining me once again on the journey to self-love, and I'll see you the next time. Have a great one.